Yeah! Welcome everybody back to uh, it, it feels good to do that. I need to do that one more time. Yes! Y'all know who it is. It's happening. It's, it's the return of the OG podcast, the highest host, Adam Hill, chilling out. It feels good to do this right now. Uh, it's been, it's been a, 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 a minute since I did the podcast. I went on hiatus in like 2014, something I started in 2009. Just here, I just wanted to get high and talk about the lifestyle. And I was fortunate enough to be working at dispensaries and knowing a bunch of people. So I got to network very well a long time ago. And I just interviewed a bunch of people and got high and just talked about everything that we always wanted to talk about. And you know, just shit happens and then you start meeting people and then TV networks hit you up and they want you to do shows for them. So you put your little baby on the side to work on other projects. And then, you know, you do other things and then other shit happens and you're like, yeah, my podcast. And and I, I wish I could do it, but there's so much other shit happening. But you know what happened? You guys kept hitting me up and sliding up in the DMs and hitting the emails and saying, yo, Adam, we appreciate all your fucking videos. Appreciate all the shit you're doing, but we need you to bring back the podcast. Return of the Mac. It used to be called the Adam Macadocious Show. It used to be called the Adam Macadocious Show when I first started because I was Adam Macadocious. I turned blunts into roaches. But uh, people didn't know how to spell Adam Macadocious when they tried to search it, like go on YouTube or iTunes or whatever platform they were on. They're like, how do you spell Adam Macadocious? And I learned that I need to change the fucking name. So I changed it to the podcast. And there was, this was 2009. There wasn't really many podcasts happening. And there wasn't really anything about cannabis happening. And I was just a dude who liked to get high. And I started the podcast. And it's good to do it. And be back right here on Purple Haze Radio. Purple Haze Studio. Shout out to Andrew and the crew out here for letting me come and bring back the podcast. And I shout out to y'all for making me do it. Because TV's cool, the content's cool, but that's just quick. We need to just give y'all shit, ADD style, and this I could get really in depth. And I appreciate everyone here, wherever you are. I don't care if you're in your car or in the grow or at work or at home or at your mom's house or in the basement, your friend's house or driving in the car or it trimming or wherever the fuck you at. I appreciate you for tuning in and being with me because you could be anywhere in the world doing whatever you want and you're here with me. And we're about to have an epic time. And it's, it's I feel, I've been trying to work on this interview for, for a minute with my guest today. He's a, he's a pr- former professional. Do you say former professional or a pr- professional NFL player, all-American, a, a poet, a writer. He comes from a family of talented folks. You might have seen his grandma on one of your favorite shows. What? what? Oh, let me see what else we got here. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm talking about my boy Evan right here. Evan is in the building. Oh, he also owns a, a bunch of companies. He's an advocate. He's nominated for a bunch of awards coming up for the Cannabis Awards. I saw that. Yeah, dude. What? What? Is this real life? Is this happening? It is. Life's a movie, man. Oh. You know that. Hey, it's good to have you back on, uh, have you on my first show, actually. Hey, man, it's it's an honor to be on the first one. Oh, well, thank Adam you. Adam Hill, bro. Well, I know you got podcasts. You do your Caveman Poet Society yep. with your boy, another yep. former NFL-er. professional athlete. Yep. Is that what you say, former NFL, or you just say NFL? I'll say former NFL or retired uh, NFL. Prof- professional 
football player. Because, you know, when they're president, you just always say they're the president. Even when they're not the president, right. you say Mr. President. president. Yeah, like always. Do you say that about oh everybody? Oh, my God. Like, Trump's going to get that for the rest at, of his life. Jeez. Well, <laughs> I don't want to go there yet. It's the first show. Can we just like... <laughs> are you high already? You smoking? I, I got this going, man. What's this? Tell me. I like this a lot. You always have good weed, man. I, I like that. The first words of the guest. I appreciate always, that. Always, bro. What? Well, you know, uh, this is a loaded. They're loaded joints. These are pre-rolls. Uh, I got some blunts here. LA Kush. I got flowers here if you need any. I got my peak if you want to take some dabs. I got boxes of LA Kush flavors if you want to do that. Nice. I got weed ready to smoke if you want to smoke because I know you're all about it. Because I, I have a, a bunch of notes here, Evan, and I learned a lot about you. Okay. And you were never really shy about your cannabis consumption. You were always pretty, pretty open. open about it. Yeah. It's kind of like me. When was the first time you actually consumed cannabis? Do you remember the first ever time? Because were you always an athlete, like in school? I was, man. It's ever since high school, ninth grade, freshman year. I started uh, playing football. Did you get like a growth spurt at ninth grade? Is that when... <laughs> I wanted to play football from the time I was probably seven. What? Um, I remember being at my grandparents' house watching the news in the summer, seeing the Jets and the Giants in training camp and thinking, man, I want to do that one day. So I'm guessing you were born in New York or New Jersey? Or I was East? born in New York. New York. New York City. Giants, Jets, I see you. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then uh, lived lived in Brooklyn till I was 10. My brother Gus is right here. He. Uh, Hi, Gus. <laughs> We moved out to L.A. when I was 10, Gus was 7. And then uh, went to middle school and high school out here in Burbank, Cali. A1A, say it backwards. A1A, baby. Um, went to John Burroughs High School, started playing football there. Always wanted to play football. Mom would never let me. She always thought I'd get hurt, which was true. Yeah, I'm a delicate dude from the Valley. I got that a lot, too. <laughs> you know, I never, but I'm also not like 6'10". Yeah. Well, I had a few big growth spurts. There was one summer from like, I think it was like from the beginning of seventh grade to the summer before eighth grade, I grew about a foot. What? Yeah. Ninth grade, I was 6'3", 220. Just out there just mobbing the class like, what's up? I'm here. They're like, Eb, you should play O-line. I think you might have a future in that. So I was like, ah, I want to play quarterback. <laughs> I could that see over everybody. For two weeks, and then I started playing O line. You protected them instead. Yeah, and uh, and I loved it. I fell in love with it. It became my dream to play in the NFL. Everything I did was about making it to the NFL. So I was a team captain. I was a team leader. You know, but then yeah, I you also you said some accolades in high school. You they even retired your jersey in high did. school. I never heard about that. Yeah, my high school retired my jersey. What? Yeah, that's a trip, man. That story. <laughs> we could get into that. It might be uh, for another podcast. But the day they retired my my jersey, I also my appendix exploded. Oh, I had to have shit. emergency surgery. Yeah, that's no joke. I had that happen to me too. It's brutal, right? Yeah, we could talk about that later. But so. Um, but at the same time, I was always interested in cannabis and weed and in this plant, this mystical plant. I was always curious about the power of it, where it could take me. How'd you um, get exposed to it? How'd you like discover cannabis? I don't know exactly. Because usually athletes aren't like, they're like, oh, fuck weed. Like, I got to yeah, play, well, I got to practice, I got to stay focused. Right. But the thing with football players is, you know, because we're, it's so violent. 
and we're beating the shit out of each other so much, I think football players really gravitate towards weed and cannabis. I've smoked with a lot of athletes. I get a lie, though. Know, I think most athletes. I, on the surface, it's really because I was I was that guy, man. <laughs> I was like, man, I can never let a coach find out that I smoke weed. You know, I can. I'm. I'll be. I'm terrified of that thought of a coach thinking I'm a stoner right. or something. You know, there's such a negative. Like yeah. it's a negative stigma with people who consume cannabis. is horrible. Yeah. And that's and why we is, out here changing, the, changing yeah, that perspective. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. We ain't lazy stoners. Podcast, son. I like playing video games, but that don't mean I just stay at home playing <laughs> yeah, video games What does that mean? Day. Look, dude, we're drinking tea. Yeah. We're fucking exercising. We're going to do a workout oh, together. Oh, that's coming up. We're going we to get into that. Yeah. We, we got a little extra fun video. We're, we're going to do go some with this dabs part. and lift some weights. Oh, we're going to do a getting fit rip. It's not getting high with it. It's getting fit rip. Yeah, we're going to yeah. get fit while getting ripped. I found <laughs> out my the puffing curls. Puffin curls <laughs> all day. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, you just don't don't forget to breathe. That's the main key when working out is breathe. Just no like doubt. when you smoke, just breathe. That's all you gotta do. So, Man, that's good advice. So, when did you discover cannabis? I know I was fourteen. Okay, first time I tried it. A girl you liked was like, "Hey, it was have actually you tried this? it was not a girl I liked. <laughs> she was a friend ah, who also was, played on the football team. Wait, what? Yeah, Kara. Was she like a kicker? Shout out to Kara. Nah, I think she played like D end or something. Kid? What? She was, Shout out she to was the, badass. What high school was it? John Burroughs? John Burroughs. Shout out to letting the females play on the girl, team. Yeah, we had two girls who, who were out there playing with us. She's like, hey, you ever smoked weed before? Well, I knew that she was into it. And uh, it was after the season, my junior year. And, or no. Yeah, my junior year after the season. She was like, yo, you, you guys should come over. Oh, no, it was after my senior season. How high are you right now, Evan? I don't know. I'm pretty high. <laughs> so uh, it was in high school. So I'm 14. Okay. It was after the football season. She's like, hey, you you and your, your friend Juan should come over. My best friend Juan. Little winky, play with the hair, little elbow, shoulder Yeah, shirt. she's like, yeah, we're going to do a little smoke out. Okay. I was like, all right, cool. So we head over there and... We're hit, we're ripping the bong, and I I never really smoked before. Okay. So your first time was out of a bong, yeah, a plastic bong, glass bong. Um, oh no, my first time was out of a, was a blunt. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, okay. But this was really the time I got fucking super high. <laughs> okay, the first time you don't really get high, you yeah. just do it. But the next time you're it was like, a All ball. Right. We had a ball that okay. time though, um, but. So we start smoking out of this bong and I'm just, we're just like passing this thing and I'm high as shit. And all of a sudden they start, they roll up, somebody rolls up a blunt and that gets passed around. And then kind of like the, the veteran smokers stopped smoking, but me and my buddy Juan just kept passing this blunt back and forth. And all of a sudden I'm just like, Oh fuck. Where the fuck am I? Oh, you got too high. Too high. Too high. Way too yeah, high. Look at this big ass dude, just high as fuck. Yeah, and it was like, it was it was a fucking it was a, one of those transformational experiences as a young kid, having a super psychedelic trip, dude. You know, I mean, when when you've had so much cannabis in your system that you, yeah, it you starts up, to turn, you start hallucinating. You know, what? Yeah, I Trees think I've saturated my uh, 
my endocannabinoid receptors too much now to experience that. But I've been there before. And, and you know, there's been a lot of negative things that happen from smoking too much also. Yeah. But uh, that's yeah. we can get into that later. I want to hear more about this first time experience. So it's getting too high. Yeah, I start just pounding water. I'm drinking tons of water. <laughs> too much water. So then my stomach starts feeling queasy and... And I look at my buddy Juan and he's just chilling, looking at reading through this magazine and I'm just start panicking, dude. Uh, I'm like, we paranoid. I'm like, dude, we got to get out of here. <laughs> we got to get out of here right now. Cause all of a sudden now I'm thinking to myself, dude, you're the team captain of the football uh -oh. team. You've got a scholarship to Arizona. You've got this and that, and you're Everybody this guy. Weighing on you. I was like, oh, no. So I was like, Juan, we got to get out of here, man. And so we start. I start gathering our stuff. Um, I turn around, and the girl, Kara, is like, wait, Eben, you don't have to go. And it's a dark room, and I see these like blue wings start to sprout out of her Bro, back. you sure you were just smoking weed? You sure that was all that was? I don't there? know, bro. I don't know. Did you know. see what they were rolling up? <laughs> I did, did you not. know? You know what they were smoking? I did not. Thank so, God. You know what? Juan and I made it home. We walked about three miles. <laughs> got <was> home. <laughs> turned on cable TV uh, and watched HGTV uh, till the come down. And ate a bunch of munchies. Yeah, and had whatever was in the fridge. Uh, do you have a go-to munchies? Because I know I don't. You you uh, are real particular with your diet. Yeah, I'm I'm super disciplined with the diet, but um, do you have like a go-to like when I'm high, this is what I want to eat. Like my go-to is a Kit Key. A what? A Kit Key. I take a Kit Kat and a Twinkie, and I take the Kit Kat and I shove it inside the Twinkie, <laughs> and I create a Kit Key. So you get that soft, fluffy, crunchy wafer, a chocolatey Kit taste. Kit Key. That sounds pretty. You heard good. it here. That sounds pretty good. Go-tos. Um, I wouldn't do that. I would do... <laughs> <laughs> um, I would do... You know what I love are these bulletproof protein bars? Collagen protein bars? Collagen? Yeah. Collagen protein bars. I know it sounds nuts, man, but they are tasty as... <laughs> Okay. I'm dead serious. Hey, I, you know, I'm open to everything. I eat, look, I got, I got a monthly subscription to Munchies from around the world. Ooh. Where they just send me snacks from all look over the that. world. Munch pack. What? So, like, sometimes when I don't know what I want to eat, I just open up my Munch pack and I eat what I want. God, okay. I mean, I eat nuts. I eat, I like chips and salsa. I, I learned something interesting with you uh, the other day. Uh, you were saying something about uh, edamame and soy. Yeah. You said how dudes shouldn't eat yeah, edamame. Dude, men really shouldn't eat soy. I love soy sauce with my sushi. G. I know. I, put, like, I wasabi love it too, and mix man. That Trust up. me. I, my... I mean, I just try to stay away from the edamame. Um, there's a lot of research that says there are pro-estrogen uh, hormones in soy that block our testosterone Yo, production. They... Yo. And, and in this world that we're living in where I feel like, you know, fucking real men are very few and far between who, you know, we're, we're losing a lot of our masculinity. And I think that any way that we can <laughs> hold on to as much testosterone as possible, 
I think we should we should do that. It's it's 2018, man. There's all gender restrooms now, and it's I'm down with that. All gender I'm down ward. with that. Like there's no men and women sections in stores anymore. It's just come in if you like it, put it on. <laughs> No doubt. And I'm all good with that, bro. I'm really, I'm all good with that. (laughs) And isn't that the beauty of weed too? I mean, it really leads you, you can't smoke weed and be a super closed minded person. No. It just opens you up. Yeah. To life. Yeah. You like, you like experimenting too with other natural remedies to cure you or open you up because me uh, yeah i heard you talking about something yeah. about frog uh, uh what, what was it it was uh well most recently was this experience because right now i'm also co-hosting a podcast with mike tyson what called hot boxing that's right that t- you got the tyson ranch thing going yep yeah i'm um partner over at tyson ranch and uh if you go to mike tyson's youtube channel you can check out this uh, podcast we've started called Hot Boxing. And recently, we had the world leading expert on 5-MeO DMT. What? You lost me. So, have you heard of ayahuasca? Yeah, that's that, uh, yeah, that's the flower, right? Yeah, so ayahuasca is this sacred medicine that comes from the Amazon, um, Peru, Brazil, Peruvian and Brazilian tribes, indigenous tribes use this, have used this medicine, medicine for, you know, thousands of years to basically be the, you know, the, it's the spiritual center of the tribe. It, it gives them the answers to finding medicine in the forest. It, Helps them understand their spiritual path and your purpose in life. Answers all their questions. Yeah, in modern day, uh, in modern day medicine, we've found that it has it it cures depression, addiction, has cured people of cancer, uh, has has. Ayahuasca has. Ayahuasca. What? And when I think ayahuasca, it's like if you want to go, if you want to, yeah, go. Well, Find the some vision quest. Well, that's what the vision quest is, you and just that's why think it, outside your everyday mind because usually everyone's just closed mind and they see what they yes. see. And then, like with mushrooms or LSD yes. or ayahuasca or DMT, it just gives you answers because you yes. look at things at a different perspective. Yeah, and, and just, it. I think that you know, for me, I did ayahuasca, which DMT is the active ingredient in. And you know what it does <laughs> is it takes you to it shows you your life in a certain way. And it'll give you what you need. They say that, you know, this is very intelligent medicine. You know, just like cannabis and cannabinoids. We have receptors in our body that are meant to take this stuff in. It's like preventative It's totally preventative medicine. Yeah, it's like taking vitamins. Exactly. It fortifies our system. It helps us produce hormones properly, keeps us in homeostasis. Not like estrogen and soy. (laughs) No, I mean, (laughs) look, man. (laughs) Hey, I, that's just my choice. That's my personal choice. No, you, you're always and uh, God knows you're if always that's even knowledgeable right. with these, uh, like these diet, these, these things you should be eating, and then also I remember one time you told me you were doing what was the thing with the frog in the you the combo sh- the shot in the yeah, arm yeah combo what was that so combo is the warrior's cleanse that a is a warrior that's this uh, I don't know if I'm green, ready for that. <laughs> I'm like a delicate dude from the valley who gets high and chill. I got the warrior cleanse, bro. Let's go. 
<laughs> so that's all about it's this the green monkey frog from the Amazon. You like and the Amazon. So they it's uh it raises your vibration on a molecular level, on a cellular level. Um and uh it clears out energy blocks it oh. aligns you with your purpose and clears your emotional cloudiness it gets you right it gets you fucking clear crystal clear man i don't know if i'm ready for that and the way they administer that is they burn these holes in your Ooh. arm and then they spackle the, the venom in Ooh, there get in the system and you have like a 15 minute flu it's the worst flu you've ever had in your life. You're throwing up. Wait, so you're taking this medicine to get sick? Yeah, but to get, you know, to, to <laughs> cleanse yourself. Okay. It's like it's a like soul a cleanse. Okay, I get it. I yeah, get it's it. definitely a detox. Well, I like to soul cleanse on 420 like it is right now and just take extra puffs and get high. So if you're listening right now, I hope you are getting higher. Yeah, Unless no you're doubt. driving. Don't <laughs> smoke if you're high. Wink, don't wink. smoke if you're high. Or don't drive if you're high. <laughs> Relax, Evan. I'm high as fuck right now. I'm higher than you. I I'm know. Just, uh, it's 420. Yeah, get high. Whatever you're smoking. Blunts, pipes, bongs, dabs, apples, thing up, cans. Let me take a Sh- yeah, shot I got more, too. If you want to roll one up. I got uh, the auto if you need to fill up a joint. I got yeah. my peak if you need to take some dabs. I got some fresh strains for you if you want. I mean, I still got the munchie pack. We out here. So... Let's go back real quick. I know we kind of went off for a second. So you're in high school. So long story short, I'm a big fan of the plant medicine. Yes, natural remedies. Natural remedies. Natural remedies. Give me a flower on a plant and I'll see if I can extract something from it. But you know, cannabis is really the beginning of that, you know? And so, so what am I, how did I even get here? Yeah, so I'm I'm going back to ninth grade when you tripped out and ran out of a house party because you thought you smoked weed. So what that experience did though, (laughs) so what that experience did though is is that it gave me a great respect for this plant. Yes. You know, it, it was like, this isn't something to just fuck around with. This isn't this like, you know, party drug that, <clears throat> you just do, you know, for the fuck of it. Like this thing has a purpose. And so I sort of stayed away from it for a little while. I was just a little hesitant to dive back into that. And it wasn't until playing football in college where towards the end of the year, the offensive line, we'd get the word that there were going to be no more drug tests for the rest of the season, hey. which was always good, you know, and the whole line would get together. We'd have a big ass fucking bonfire in somebody's backyard and somebody would roll up, roll up some joints and we just pass these things, man. And I remember bonding, bonding over it. You know, feeling that pain relief, that decompression, that stress relief. And then really waking up the next day. Fine. Feeling so good. Feeling like I could go play a game. Not no hangover life. No hangover, you know. And I was like, man, you know, for something that is so demonized that I think is such a bad like street drug thing that I've been convinced that this is like, you know, the devil's herb. All the propaganda. It's like, man, I feel so good when I wake up after a night of that, you yeah. know, spiritually just uplifted, man. And so that was kind of how it went in college. And then in the NFL, I got drafted by the Jaguars in 2009, 39th overall, second round. Hey! Ah! So all the 
was paranoia of you getting high, being the captain of the team, and no one tripped out, and no one found out that you smoked weed? Nobody found out. Did you start growing out. long hair or anything? Or? Oh, yeah. Hair was always flowing. Okay. Beard was flowing. So you, you're out here getting all these accolades, getting uh, All-American, all getting all top 10 national my, player. My last year playing at Arizona, though, I, I did, I smoked a lot of weed. And that hey, was probably my best year. A lot of Cali year. weed, too. Wait, yeah. so you said you... Oh, 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 run it back. Say that one more time. You, the last year, you smoked the most weed and you were My playing. last year at Arizona, when I, when I was just balling out, playing left tackle, I probably smoked the most weed of my college career that year. Because I was, I was really... In tune with what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I was in tune with what was happening. And I was really like, this is the thing that makes me feel better. You know, um, was it shady getting weed back then? Did you have to like meet yeah, someone in a parking lot or was it like shady? Meet go me to at some, the frat house. Yeah. Go to some frat house and get whatever and you get. Looks like shit inside it's like Arizona, the Arizona yeah. special. Everything's dirty. Yeah. Like you don't you want to sit the, down. You didn't get the Cali packs yet. It was just the yeah. desert, that yeah, desert yeah. finest. Um, no, this is sun I think all the, I think all the weed in Tucson at the U of A was, was probably Cali weed. Yeah, it was our, we, we didn't want. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. <laughs> well, what are you Arizona. gonna do, dude? No, what you smoke you what do? you get. That's yeah. what you're gonna do. So here you are, you're chilling, getting high as fuck, get drafted into the professional NFL. What yep. other things you envisioned as a kid growing up? Yeah. Bam, you accomplished it. Yeah. But you have a passion for cannabis all while doing it. Yeah, I still do, and now it's you're, growing. Now, yeah. as a professional athlete, are you consuming cannabis? So in the NFL, it really becomes much simpler. You know, to consume cannabis. Wait, okay. Don't you feel funny saying cannabis? Yeah. What's your favorite thing to call it? Uh, uh, Weed? Weed, cannabis, pot. No, just weed. Cannabis. Yeah. Weed. Cannabis. Those two. It depends who I'm talking to. Cannabis always feels a little proper. I'm like, you know, man, I know it deserves to be treated in such a way that, you know. You want to get high? That's what I call it. Yeah, well. Hey, the get high. Fucking a. You want the get high? Anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but. It, uh, so to consume cannabis in the NFL is much easier, because you only get tested for weed once a year. Okay. So you get tested at random as many times as they want throughout the year for performance enhancing drugs, but uh, for street drugs which is what they classify cannabis under, you only get tested once a year. And you know that test is either about the first week from when you report to, to your team in April to about the first week of camp. So you have like uh, so you got the a three to down. four month window of when you can consume cannabis or when you have to stop. And I mean. when did you learn this? <laughs> right away. <laughs> They Learned told that. you, the veterans. Yeah, the veterans who smokes <laughs> told me. They came in like, yo, just so you know. Yeah. Hey, man, after that test, I'm going to smoke, you know. And they so, had little, did they have little bonfires at their houses, too, in the NFL? Uh, it was a little more um, <coughs> discreet. It was a little bit. Okay. You, you know, don't want to get fined or kicked off the team. Yeah, I mean, it was a little more low-key in the NFL. You kind of, the guys who all used it. You know, you kind of knew who everybody was. And so we all found each other. And um, you were in Jacksonville for the first. Yeah, Jacksonville. Four Florida. years. So how was the weed in Florida? 
expensive. Oh, were you getting it in Florida or when you were playing in other cities did you have like plugs like, oh, I'm going to LA today, let's go? No, I just get it in Florida. Okay. Yeah, from a guy, so a guy, one of my teammates, that's the guy he got it from and it was just his like, plug. So they were taxing you. It was so much. Like, oh, he's a professional athlete. He got that money. Oh, it was absurd, dude. Uh, people suck. I don't even want to say how people much suck. I spent. Were you buying ounces? <laughs> yeah. $500. Seven hundred dollars. Six hundred. That's all right. That's that's like a five. That's like back then. It was probably like, was it good at least? Eh, it uh, might be. Well, now you probably because you. It was all I could get. Yeah. You know, so I wasn't complaining about it. So you're it. doing four years in Jacksonville, killing it. Uh, a lot of injuries actually along the way. You know. Did you take any of the pill or the medicine? Oh yeah, the I took a lot of pills. We're trying to give you. Um. You know, because at the time... Because just, they just give you pills to mask it, not really yeah, cure it. Yeah, you're in so much pain. Yeah. You know, they give you tons of anti-inflammatories like Cataflam, Celebrex, Indocin. These things are just wreak havoc on your digestive system. Okay. And your liver and kidneys. And I was taking that... Is it like constipation digestive or like shits? No, the shits, Ugh. tearing your stomach up. Ugh. It kills your liver and kidneys. Ugh. Just destroys pills just, them. Pills are crazy. And then, and then you get open. You know, oh. I had some surgeries where I got prescribed the, those pills and man, I remember so vividly the, you know, experience of taking these pills and all of a sudden I'm just so fucking irritable and just ready to snap rage, you know, and it's like, where did this come from? Oh. What the fuck happened? Oh, you didn't read you the know? side effects on the pills may cause yeah, anger, dude. suicidal it's thoughts, real. you know, yeah. they, they didn't help me sleep. You know, they had they give you a pill to make you sleep. Waking up in the middle of the night, cold sweats, chills, that knifing sensation in my gut. That, that's withdrawal, you know. And then I was like, you know what, man, I'm just going to smoke weed. Fuck this shit. So I stopped. I usually the last time I took painkillers was uh, this night after my I had back surgery and I took these painkillers. And they just fucked me up. I woke up with a migraine the next day. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I just threw them out. And pills really, I think my last two years in the league, I only used, I only, you know, my, my main source of pain management was smoking weed. You know, consuming cannabis, smoking cannabis. Um... Maybe an Advil here and there, but... But you wouldn't do any of the like, hard no, prescribed... No, I wasn't doing any more pills. What? I just knew what they did to me. They made me feel like shit. And do you feel you know? like because you cut out all those pills... Because I've seen professional athletes after... I mean, any sport, uh, especially like, you know, high-impact sports. They're aching. They're like, at 40, they're already like walking around like with canes and wheelchairs and shit just because all the pain yeah. that they've been going through. In really bad shape, man. Guys are in really you're bad You're out here shape. still killing it. You think Feel it's, good. It's because you took out all those pills and just consumed cannabis? No doubt that consuming cannabis through my football career. Yeah, give it up for cannabis. <laughs> no doubt that consuming cannabis through my football career left me in better shape afterwards than if I hadn't. That's crazy. Because I, I saw, I read that uh, you were suspended for four games for a uh, uh, unspecific uh, for a policy violation for Adderall. What? Yeah. It, it, uh, positive for Ritalin. Yeah. Or yeah, Adderall. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was prescribed Adderall and I took a Ritalin from a teammate because I didn't have any Adderall. Okay. And I was like, oh, they're the same thing. They treat ADD. I have a TUE for that. 
okay. a therapeutic use exemption to use Adderall to treat my doctor-diagnosed ADHD. And I was out of my Adderall. So they let you take pills as an athlete, oh, yeah. but they don't you let take you tons smoke of pills. weed or anything. You take pills, That's do crazy. coke. Damn. Fuck it. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. But, but you take the wrong pill. Yeah, you take the wrong you. pill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I didn't have my Adderall this one day, and I knew one of my other teammates, he was prescribed. I knew he was prescribed something for his ADHD. He says, I'm prescribed Ritalin. I said, oh, well, I mean, I'll take one of those. That's the same thing, yeah. right? It does the same shit. Right. It's prescribed for the same, same symptoms, thing. Same symptoms, yeah. I don't think it should be an issue. Of course, that day I get Test. popped for a drug test. Oh, Right, like he set you up, G. The teammate set you up. Twenty minutes after Who popping this it? thing, and nah, he's a good kid. I mean, he he's set a you rookie. up. <laughs> he was he a rookie. See, he set like, you up. They, they hazed him. They go, "Hey, you want to be on a team, G?" No, dude. See if he'll take your pill. There wasn't much. He of smokes that. weed. I've heard some horrible stories about hazing. Oh, yeah. I don't want to get into that yet, though. No, um, I want to get. I want because this wait, is inspiring. So, yeah, now we're getting get, into cannabis. Yeah, I get drug tested. They suspend you for a pill, and then I get a letter. After the season, it says, Mr. Britton, we regret to inform you that you failed the drug test for Ritalin. Uh, We're going to give you a four-game suspension. Ah. I was like, fuck you guys. Lame. And uh, so they call me up. They're like, is there anything you can remember about what happened? I'm like, yeah, I took a Ritalin. Because <laughs> I thought it was prescribed for ADHD too, yeah. and I forgot you know, my pills. I didn't have my pills, and they denied it, man. They 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 fucking. Boo. I got the four game suspension, um, but I was really done. I was you, done. You man. Know, six years. Six NFL. years. You know that last year in Chicago was kind of brutal. I my appendix exploded oh. during the bye week. I was stuck in L.A. Because I flew here with my family for the bye week because my high school was retiring my jersey. New Jersey, yeah. That night, on the night of the ceremony, and there was a game, it was Halloween night, and I fucking, I just, I I have this pain in my side, like nothing I've ever felt. I'm throwing up. I I feel horrible. Um, And... I didn't want, I was, had no clue it could possibly be a, an appendix. And then two days later, the day we're supposed to leave to go back to Chicago, I'm in just still in so much pain. I'm like, I got to go to the hospital before I go get on a plane. Yeah, check and this I, shit out. I go to the hospital and they're like, yeah, dude, you have a, a ruptured appendix. It ruptured already? It was like Ooh. perforated. Okay, so it didn't so explode. It was, like, it was, it leaking. was leaking shit. Ooh. And so they, Ugh. yeah, it was brutal, man. I was in. I remember when I had it, felt like I was like giving birth to a baby. I was like, was I awful. was really young, and I didn't yeah. know what the fuck the pain was. And it my was mom so thought, awful. It's crazy. That's just, that shit is horrible. It was Anyways. so horrible, man. Um, so and they, so you missed they, the flight. Missed the flight. Ended up staying a week more in L.A. Lost like forty pounds. Loved um, L.A. Even though you were sick. I loved LA. (laughs) You're like, I want to come Uh, back home. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Flew back to Chicago, kind of missed the rest of the season because I was so fucked up. And I was just like, you know, I'm done with this shit, man. 
back injury, shoulder injury, ankle injury. It's a very violent sport. Yeah, I mean, surgeries. It's just like concussions. You know, it's like, and I had just gotten to a point where I was sitting in the, the room, the meeting room, and I had this thought in Chicago one day. I was like, what the fuck am I doing here now? You know, what am I doing in this place? You know, I've, this guy, this coach back here, he doesn't give a fuck. You know, why am I putting myself through so much shit? I'm beating the shit out of myself. I feel like shit. My body hurts all over. Nobody gives a fuck. And I don't want to kill this guy in front of me anymore. You know, that was a big part of how I got there. I went out there ready to fucking fuck people up. Let's go. Yeah, that's how I made it to the NFL. I'm going to fuck you up, G. (laughs) What? But then you're getting high and you're like, yo, man, I need to chill out. Well, I think, you know, cannabis is one of those things that it'll it'll point that out to you. You know, if you're not in the right place, it will get you back on your spiritual path. I've always believed that. So. And now you're a part of uh, some cannabis advocacy programs. I mean, I you got the Athletes for Care. Can I pop this? Yeah, take it off. You're good. Yeah, that's what so I was. I could just chill. I'm, I'm feeling that. I, I was feeling that. Chill, y'all. I'm feeling that. Do uh, Athletes for Care. Yep. You got that. Yep. Uh, you talked about the uh, uh, Tyson Ranch. You're a part of that. You talked uh, a little bit about Rachel, but what's this uh, Athletes for Care? Because I've been to a couple of these parties that they had and uh, I've seen you walk around and there's all these athletes there is, is people promoting cannabis now is it getting accepted now in in the in, in the leagues in, le- in professional sports um, I know there's a lot of studies yeah there's a lot of good stuff happening man I mean I got we we put this together Athletes for Care came together because I started I ended up I met this guy Kyle Turley or I, I knew uh, I knew of Kyle. Kyle was a sort of a childhood hero um, of mine. He was another offensive lineman in the NFL. Played for the Saints, the Chiefs, and the Rams. Left tackle. Um, and he was always a huge cannabis advocate. And I knew that. Um, had never met him. But after I retired from the NFL, I wrote a few articles about my experience, kind of detailing injuries and pills. and Because you did major in creative writing. Creative writing. That's and right, I, I saw you're a little poet. And you That's got a little, right. What? Were you always writing? Like, what kind of student were you in, in school? What, what, like, in elementary uh, school, middle school? Were you high like, school, I was like, elementary, I was a terror. Okay. ADD, just running around. Yeah. In middle school, I was really depressed because we had just moved from Brooklyn to L.A. And I was away from my whole family. So I was like not in a good, it was a dark time. Uh, But then high school, football came around. I had like a 3.7 GPA. It's a good student. Good student, you know, get it done. I mean, I wasn't particularly, I didn't particularly love school, but you know, I wasn't, you know, I worked hard. Were you always writing? Were you like ready for essays in English class? Like, yes, I just loved telling stories. I've always loved telling stories. I've always loved um, writing. I felt somehow, you know, writing became a great outlet for me, you know, to work the other side of my brain, I guess, uh, from, from the football side, you know. And I always had that 
you know, as this thing that I wouldn't allow myself to just fully identify as a football player. You know, I never wanted to be thought of as a football player as right a guy, you know, one of these big, like, I hate that. You know, I was like, no, I'm a writer. You know, I'm an artist. I'm, I'm this before I'm that. Right. I got the degree, G. Yeah. And so I, f- I thought, I found out that you can major in creative writing in Arizona. I actually picked Arizona because they were the one school to offer me a scholarship that had creative writing as a major. Ooh. And it was one of the best programs in the country. So are you, are you want to write like books or movies yeah, or screenplays I mean, or I think TV shows? I think I've got some Poems. books. I'm going to write some books. Uh, Gus is really, I mean, Gus is a, has written some incredible screenplays um, that we're working on producing. That's another oh, yeah. company we're working on. Well, Sandy Monster. If you guys need anybody in uh, any roles, you know. Oh, no doubt, dude. You're here. there, B. You're there, G. <laughs> so, no, um, but... What was I talking about? We're talking about, about you writing at like writing. It yes. was always a passion. It was always the thing. It was always my uh, outlet for football. And throughout my career, I wrote. I had like six, a stack of journals, just about everything. Writing everything from poems to thoughts on the day to you know something that happened in a meeting or whatever it might have been. I just write throughout my football career. Um, and so when I got out, I had this stack of journals. And my wife is like, now it's time for you to write this book. Hey. I was like, man, that's awesome. So I got an agent through my football agent. They hooked me up with a book agent. I put together about a 60-page book proposal. Um, You know, that really turned into this article I wrote about uh, for SI.com. Sports Illustrated. Yep. Okay. They have an editorial column called The Cauldron. Um that's a sort of by the players for the players writing pieces. And I wrote this piece for them. It, it got really, it, it reached a lot of people. I got a lot of feedback for, on it. It yeah. was pretty big, well-received. Um, and it detailed, you know, my experience with pills and injuries and sort of training protocol, et cetera. And yeah. I talk a little bit about weed. Um, and the next thing I know, you know, I'm, I'm hearing something about Kyle, who's this huge cannabis advocate, who's kind of a a legend in my eyes, you know, one of my childhood heroes. And he says, Eb, I'm I'm having this cannabis conference in Phoenix. I'd like you to come and speak on this panel with me and tell your story. And I was like, man, all right, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to do that. I didn't know what it meant. You know, what is it? I have no idea what I'm even going to say, what that, you know, I think cannabis helped you know me deal with injuries during my football career like you didn't know which direction you're gonna take it yeah i wasn't sure and so i go there um you know i just tell my story and i realize in that at that first conference how powerful you know this whole movement is and how you know if i can make some sort of positive impact telling my story from having this platform of playing having played in the NFL you know that 
cannabis was really a positive force in my life and I'm looking around and it can help military veterans and cancer survivors and traumatic brain injury people have been in car accidents and children with epilepsy and I'm just like fuck man this is amazing this is so fueled with passion and love and everyone in it is has their own story you know, it's changed a lot since that first conference, like three or four years oh, ago. Cannabis has become so socially accepted now, and that's why it, there's like pros and cons with it being legal. But we get into that. It's just yeah. now everyone's just aware of what they're actually smoking, and they're more aware of like PGRs and PM and mold, yeah, and pesticides, yeah, and all sorts of other no things PGRs. That right? No one should be smoking. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you like steroids and smoke weed with PGRs. Yeah. Right. Urgh, we out here. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have a favorite strain? What is your favorite strain? Jack Herrera. Well, sativas? Well, yeah. He's right behind you. He's looking of. over you. I know, dude. I know. I love those things. A those lot of people really don't good. know who Jack Herrera is. They think he's just a strain. They don't know he's a... No, like, he's a cannabis like legend. The man who he's is, a demigod. Yeah, he kind of inspired me to do what I do. Just really? as far as just like getting out there. Just you got a Jack Herrera thing, bro. Yeah, I met him a couple times. Uh, I was fortunate enough to meet him a That's couple cool. times. And uh, he just... you know, dropped he? No It was great. Just dropped knowledge and just really... Like connected with you That's awesome And told you what's up And he's the one that told me I should be micro dosing All the time on mushrooms Really? And yeah Way back when I was butt tending Many 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 years ago When he was doing like dispensary <laughs> Walking around dispensaries But uh, yeah He's a great man And he wrote Emperor Wears No Clothes and Yes He talks about the many uh, Benefits of cannabis Not only cannabis and hemp And everything it can do And it, what it did for us Before all this What's it called? Propaganda. Pro prohibition of cannabis. Yeah. yeah, when it became legal, but illegal. Marijuana Tax Act of 1937 yeah. really started the fuck, fuck, fuck up. everybody up. Yeah. You got Hertz and Anslinger just could be like, yo, let's fuck up everybody yeah. and let's make money for ourselves. Those fucks. But uh, so here you are writing. You digress. Yeah. So I don't want to get into that. I don't want to get into that. I want to get into the end yeah, story. And so I just. You, so you like I Jack Herrera. I love Jack Herrera. And what do you do? Joints, bongs, pipes, blunts. I like. Apples. I like J's. I like the raw cones. What? You always. I, you turn me on to these backwoods, except they're. I guess they're not good for you. So. No, no, they're, they're, you know, I just prefer them. Have you seen this thing where it fills your joints for you? Yeah, I haven't seen it in action. Well, uh, I hope my battery works with the banana bros here. Let me feel like I got some. It's not really Jack, but it's kind of like lemonish. Okay. I'm piney here. Is that okay? We'll let you try it. It's not Jack, but well, I want to get high with you. So you like nice. you like joints. I like J's. I really like these uh, palm leaves. Have you tried oh, those? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the. I've tried every wrap yeah, yeah. possible. Yeah. Pine. Uh, the, shine. Uh, the palm leaves, the gold leaves. I've yeah. tried uh, banana leaves, corn. They have a, now. Have you seen the tea leaf wrap? No. They have tea wraps. Future roller just wrap. It's like compressed tea leaves. Really? Yeah, I got some. If you nice. Want to try, yeah. Uh, I still got to smoke uh. a couple more. It just adds like a. It, it's like it's like fake tobacco. It's weird. It's like it's like vegan tobacco. Weird. It's like got a sweet taste to it, but it's tea leaves. All right. Well, That's crazy. So you like Jack and Joints? I like Jack and Joints. Smoking's <laughs> my favorite um, way to take it in. Yeah, edibles. Edibles. Uh, it's just, I can, you know, it's always, uh, that could be a dragon that you don't want to ride with, you know? 
If you could, if you could smoke with anybody, dead or alive, dead or alive, dead or alive, who would you want to smoke with? I think Bob, man. What? He's in my top three. Then maybe Jimmy Hendrix. Oh, he's right above me. Um, uh, of course, I knew it. You're in my top five. Well, we've gotten high. Stop it. <laughs> Battery's dead. I'm a genius. All right, that's we're fine. Good. It's all good. I got you. Next yeah, time. we're chilling, bro. Uh, um, yeah, I'd want to get high with Jesus. Oh, that's my fuck num- yeah, that's my bro. Number one dead or alive is Jesus. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. He'd be dope. Tell me some stories. Yeah. Well, he had a, he had 12 people follow him. One of them was about all about herbs and spices, Mr. Nicodemus. He's out here got the got his own person with weed. He got his own weed, man. Oh, hell yeah. Talk bro. to Jesus for a second. Or um, Sa- or Sasha Baron Cohen. You would like to smoke with him? I just want to see what it would be like getting high with that guy with all the characters he could think of. <laughs> <laughs> how he just thinks and uses his mind he's crazy He'd have you seen fun. his new show I haven't it's so cringeworthy it's like I get secondhand embarrassment have you seen it who is America if you like secondhand he does it he like convinces somebody he's <laughs> he has different characters yeah, and he yeah, just yeah. and just makes people just look ridiculous and yeah, it's very it's hard so to bad. watch it's very hard to watch. So uh, so after football, you're writing and you're getting into cannabis advocacy. I've seen you nominated for all these awards. You've been speaking everywhere. Yeah. And you're a part of uh, Athletes for Care. You've also got your podcast. Oh, yeah. So Athletes for Care. Holy shit, man. Yeah. Start speaking on these, on these conferences. Meet a bunch of athletes who all share this story of... Um, how cannabis either helped us during our sports careers or, you know, in the transition out of it, um, or in life after sports and, uh, got to give a shout out to this guy, Ryan Kingsbury, who is, you know, I think he was a rock music manager for a long time. Um, he actually ran PR and marketing for Charlotte's web. When they were really starting to blow up. CBD life. Yeah. And he really introduced this idea of using athletes to market CBD cannabis products, um, at least for them, uh, which might have been the first time ever because they had Jake Plummer, the former uh, quarterback for the Broncos and Cardinals using their CBD oil. And and then they got hooked up with Realm of Caring, which does the work with the little kids who yeah. have Dravet syndrome. So they do a lot of good work. Um, the network just starts expanding. Yeah. So Ryan, you know, is really the brainchild. I've got to give him credit for thinking, you know, we need to bring this group of people together, these pro, pro athletes who are cannabis advocates, bring them together and really, you know, sort of galvanize this piece of the movement, this athlete's voice in this whole thing. And so we created Athletes for Care and it stands for Community Advocacy Research and Education. You know, right now we are uh, raising money to fund research initiatives to study cannabis uh, and its effect on CTE or brain trauma, as well as cannabis a, a crazy, versus opiates. You said a crazy stat about that. Uh, I saw you speaking somewhere where you said that it was 98% or something like that of... NFL players. NF, it was it NFL players? Brains tested post-mortem suffered from CTE. Which means... Critical 
Uh, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Encephalopathy. Hold on. Chronic. Say it again. Chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Encephalopathy. <laughs> chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Yeah, dude, right, it's I'll fucked up, it. man. So that's like dementia. That's Alzheimer's. That's it's a neurodegenerative disease, you know, and Jeez. it's really wreaking havoc on former NFL players in particular. Um, and I think that you know cannabis can be a real solution to that. Um, in more ways than one, you know, in more ways that are physically quantifiable. You know, we understand through the federal government's patent 6,630,507. What? Can, cannabinoids as neuroprotectants and antioxidants. That means through research, they've seen that this plant, the molecules in this plant can actually help prevent trauma in the brain. And can help the brain heal from damage. Just dropping, just spreading awareness and knowledge. I mean, shit, man. How do your parents feel about? It? Do they know that you consume cannabis? Were they always? When did they find out you got high? They what? always knew. You know, my parents are very your father, homeopathically. I read inclined. your father was a was a basketball player, NCAA. Yep, D one basketball player what? at Jacksonville University in Jacksonville, Florida. Hey. Uh, did that did that make did that make you want to uh, play in Jacksonville or were you just got no I mean lucky I just that, got yeah. drafted all right that's you know, cool. that was cosmic what um, do your parents ask you for weed do they get high um, my dad does he's got his own hookup but <laughs> uh, my mom is actually sober but. She, I have gotten her to use, you know, some CBD products, some like some tinctures. They're getting more aware of it now. Well, my mom said, you know, she's a lifetime athlete. Uh, really, I mean, the reason, one of the big reasons I made it to the NFL were my parents. Um, just in everything, the, the the way they supported me, you know, mom taking me to yoga classes, hey. dad, you know, always preaching proper nutrition and way to eat and dad is my dad's about 60s in incredible shape does 100 plus push-ups a day runs however many miles smokes weed you know Dang. drinks drinks red wine he's an artist in brooklyn do you um, work out you work out daily i work out i try to do something every day what's like a basic stoner workout you should give someone because i tell people all the time they should at least get active i know they like to sit around we got the stereotype but i want them like at least let do me something. tell you dude walk like, around your neighborhood just walk take a walk take a walk that is bread and butter man and then do 10 push-ups and do yeah and then grow that do a if you did 100 push-ups and walked three miles a day You'd be in incredible shape. You got an app on your phone that tracks your steps too, so it's the I easy. do it. I I look at that all the time, man. What we got? I, gotta, look at I it all get, the time. Are we gonna go work out? Are yeah, we we're gonna, gonna go. I want to do. A, I want to try a, a professional athlete's workout. We're gonna do it. Are you on social media? What's your social media? I'm on social media. Instagram at e d s. Britain, B-R-I-T-T-O-N. Yep, Ed's Britain. That's my three just, initials. If you just type in Evan Britain, your name will show up. Yes, I will. Uh, Caveman Poet Society. Caveman Where Poet can people Society. Listen to it? You can find that on iTunes. Um, at uh, you can also go to our website www.cavemanpoetsociety.com You can also find that on Purple Haze Radio. Yeah, right uh, here. Right here. Yeah. Right here. We're on. What? Um, 
I feel like I could talk to you forever. I know, dude. About well, a bunch I'll come of back. Shit. I'll come back. There's so much shit we could talk about. Yeah. Athletes what? for Care. Athletesforcare.org if you're interested in getting involved. Um, yeah, let them know. What do, you, what do you need to let them know? Let oh, them know. and then, hey, brother. Our company together, hey. The Green Shield. Adam and I are partners at The Green Shield. Um, it's, it's a cannabis insurance company. It'll cover all your insurance needs, everything from general liability and product liability, auto, umbrella, workers' comp, all risk, property, crime. Your grows, your deliveries, your shops. Inland marine, miscellaneous and manuscript, professional liability, the list goes on. If you need any insurance, that's the place to go. Head to thegreenshield.com. I learned a lot. You told me a lot. I feel like I learned so much more. That's why yeah, I take it's the first podcast. I feel great with you coming back. We didn't even get into the munchies. You want to open some of these? You want to try any of these? Let me see what's in here. I mean, you've done everything. You've been a writer. You've been published in Sports Illustrated and Playboy. You've been a professional athlete. You've won all. Look at fucking this. state. Look at that. You got I don't want eat any whatever of this, you want. Bro. It's all good you for you. This is it's not... all good for you. Is there anything else you're trying to do? What? What else? What is? Evan trying to accomplish next. I know you set goals. Man, I just want to spread want as much bits? love and, and positive positive energy as I possibly can, dude. Love and positive energy. That's it. That's great. I want to end on the love and positivity. That's it, man. Thank you, Evan, for coming through. First podcast. I want to give a shout out to all the growers out there, Thank too. Thank you, bro. Without yeah, no y'all, doubt. none of us would be getting high. I don't care if it's one plant or a thousand plants or a thousand acres. I appreciate all you guys who grow weed for us. No doubt. I like to get high, so I appreciate all you guys. Thank you again. We Thank you, brother. Back. We're going to get our workout on, too. I got to yeah. come by and hit that gym. Yeah, Fucking definitely. get some shit, see if I'm conditioned enough to keep up. Hell yeah, bro. Appreciate all y'all. Follow me on the social medias at Get High Everywhere, uh, gettinghighwith.com. You already know the holidays are coming up. Appreciate all y'all for tuning in. Uh, see y'all next week. Yeah, yeah. Bye. Thank you, Purple Haze. Bye. Whoa. <laughs> You're live on Purple Haze. Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.